This episode is brought to you by Tarkine. Tarkine produces the world's most eco-friendly, high-performance running shoes. Along with this, they take responsibility for the full life cycle of their shoes. Tested on elite runners. Suitable for anyone who cares about the planet, comfort and style. Tarkine. Hashtag run the future. Now available at Tarkine.com. Use code RTPODCAST for 10% off your first order. G'day guys, my name's Dan Wallace and on this episode of the Runs Tribe podcast, my guest is Australian middle distance runner Rory Hunter. For the past three years, Rory has proven himself to be one of the best 1500 meter runners in Australia, finishing third in each of the past three national championships over the distance. While in France last year, Rory ran a personal best of 336.42 for the 1500 while clocking between 3.36 and 3.37 over the distance four times that season. A graduate of Indiana University, Rory and I spoke about his experience returning from America and how he went about finding a group back in Australia. We also touch on some of his battles with injury and how he has continued to bounce back and perform year on year since he joined Dick Telford's group in Canberra. For those of you who listened to our episode with Jai Edwards, you'll know that Rory and Jai have been training in Australia's snowy mountains together with Team Telford, both having signed on to represent Adidas for the next few years. I hope you get as much enjoyment listening to this as I had recording it. So without further delay, here's my chat with Rory Hunter. So this is your last night up on, up on the mountain? Yeah, last night of three weeks. Got a good stint in. Um, so yeah, headed back to Canberra tomorrow. So um, yeah, coming back a little fitter, which is good. Yeah, how good this is. This has ended up being like a a little Telford series. I chatted to Jai, and then <laughs> um, I, I had a whole lot of questions about about you in my head. I thought, fuck it, might as well just might as well just ask them straight up to you. Yeah, yeah. I have to do Telford next. Get the yeah. trifecta. Well, I think um, Sam did. Templeton yesterday or the day before as well. So he did, yeah. It's going to be a. Um, it's yeah. going to look like um, Templeton's pain runners tribe. <laughs> uh, for, one thing I do um, want to ask though, straight up, was I not going to lie. I've been off social media for ages, so I actually had no idea that yeah. Jai and you had signed with Eddie and were with. I mean, I should have known this probably before I spoke to Jai, but um, that you guys have both signed with James and then with Adidas. When um, when did that come about? Like, was it any different between coming about for Jai and coming about for you, or was it just together? Are you no, guys like B one and no. B two? So, sort of, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, package deal, really. Um, so, yeah, I guess um, towards the end of the European season. We sort of met up with James Templeton um, by chance, really, in Tübingen in Germany um, before the guys are off to the Olympics. And so because we were up in font with Jeff um, doing a bit of altitude training and then sort of he was like, oh, we they kind of wanted some, some sea level training before they headed to Tokyo. And he was like, oh, Pete Bowles in um, Tübingen with – James Templeton so he asked if we wanted to to join up and we were like yeah that sounds good that, that'll fit in well for the boys and I was still 
sort of racing as well over in Europe. And so, yeah, we, we sort of went there and, um, yeah, JT sort of, um, you know, met, met up with us and was really friendly, um, you know, showed us around the town. He's pretty familiar with Tübingen and has been, been there for years with Lagat. And so, yeah, he sort of was like, hey, there might be an offer on the, the table if I um, chat, chat with um, – with Addy, um, put it put it together as a as a package sort of deal or group thing. We at the time we sort of had um, young Tom Palfrey who was also sort of in our group, and um, so he was part of that potential deal as well. But he was, um, you know, weighing up um, Oregon as well, and ended up going that direction. Um, so yeah, that was pretty pretty cool that we sort of got that um in the works and yeah really really happy and stoked to be part of adidas and you know part of that team for the next few years and um yeah hopefully run some some bigger times coming up in the next few years get on some teams together has anything has anything changed short term like besides the fact that i assume you don't have to do any like part-time work I mean, you were studying too. Is that is that finished? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, if I, if I if I wanted to, I, I you know I'd be comfortable enough not working. But I actually I do do physio part time, and you know I only see a few clients a week. Um, but I, I feel like that works quite well in the off season. I mean, obviously when I go to altitude in Europe and stuff, it can't really work, but now I find I've sort of, you know, I've lived the, the full-time athlete lifestyle and I, I kind of like having something else to spend part of my day doing. Um, I've always felt a little bit, you know, feel, feel a little bit of not pressure, but you almost feel like that's, that's, kind of your whole life if you're just running and I know obviously you got to fucking dedicate a lot to it um, you got to be fully professional but I feel like you can juggle a little bit of the, the work as well so yes I, I, I do um, work part time as a physio as well and it seems to be working out alright I think that's smart too because it's more sustainable because if, it, you know, if it's just because obviously I I know you in a bit like kind of what makes you tick and I feel like if if it was just running and if running's not going well then nothing's going well whereas if you've got a bit of yeah. balance um, it's not like you're burning the candle at both ends but it'll probably make yeah be a lot more sustainable long term as well yeah yeah and I feel like it almost benefits the running especially when you you know you're doing the base mileage you don't have many races on the calendar coming up so um, yeah, and I learned so much with the physio stuff as well and sort of all sorts of, you know, I've had my fair share of injuries and actually had a small surgery uh, early November where I had an accessory soleus muscle removed. I'm sure you've, I've told you about that. <laughs> um, and so, Grow, growing, you know, your body's growing extra muscles. Yeah, extra muscles. It was more of a hindrance in the end than a fucking benefit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, nah, like, 
you know, when you, when you sort of you know got the unknown there of like oh geez like maybe I I might not be my best you know the surgeon said oh you won't be back to full full running until six months and I was kind of like yeah it's you kind of when when you're in the cross training in the pool and on the bike and you're like oh your life's looking pretty grim having something else other than running kind of makes those days a lot easier so. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, balance I is to, to otherwise you kind of get sucked down um, that rabbit hole. Yeah. It's a bit like in in college. I mean, you ran so well, and college in the states is you're a professional athlete and you're studying. And yeah, some yeah. people love that. Other people it cooks them. But um, I kind of wanted to talk about yeah. that because. You, you've done what a lot yep. of people um, assumed, not that it can't, can't be done, but it's pretty hard. You came back from the States without a sponsor, without, I mean, were you injured when you um, first came back? Yeah. And you've now yeah. signed a professional contract and that's kind of the hard way to do it. You know, you normally you would, a lot of the guys get contracts while, as soon as they graduate, you've kind of done the right. hard yards and come full circle on it. Um, how, yeah. What was that? How's that process been? Yeah. It's funny you say that, you know, cause a lot of people look at me and say, you know, you know, 28 years old, you know, 29 next week. And <laughs> you're like, Oh, you know, he's, he's had it and there's no way he's getting a contract. And, you know, yeah, but that there was, there was points. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of hard. I mean, you kind of shift your motivations, right? Like that's exactly why I was studying physio. You got, got to have that backup and running is, is barely pays the bills even when you're sponsored. So um, unless you're, you know, running very, very well. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool to finally get one. I mean, I mean, I've always been pretty consistent and missed a few teams here and there. Um, but I had my best year yet last year and I know that I can, I had actually had a very interrupted prep last year as well and, and was able to run multiple PBs last season. So I know I've got some really good running years left on the track. Um, so now it's pretty it's pretty cool and exciting to have that sort of fresh start and sort of takes a lot of that pressure off, um, you know, of having to financially support myself and just the opportunities that it brings as well. Like having the team around me, you know, Jai, um, it's kind of, it's kind of bringing, bring some fresh, fresh air into the career type thing. It's like, geez, it's, this is pretty cool. I can really sort of catapult myself now. I think you've flown flown under the radar a bit, but that's probably been, and honestly, to your benefit. You talk about pressure and stuff like that, but you've kind of slowly but surely chipped away, chipped away, and you're there. You're you're in the mix. You always have been in national finals last few years. Yeah, yeah. I've always, you know, I've I've gotten the bronze medal at the last three nationals. It's, and it's kind of, 
Yeah, it's hard because, you know, we've got such a great crop of middle distance runners at the moment. And I mean, you know, I look at that as a, as a good thing. You know, teams aren't everything and I feel like, you know, these guys are just going to push me to, to higher heights, especially, you know, training with one of the best guys in the country. Um, but yeah, hopefully I can sneak onto one of these teams eventually. Um, but no, it's, um, it's pretty cool to sort of be running at my best after all these years of setbacks and, um, I'm excited to for what the future's going to hold. Yeah. So you mentioned Jai, um, it can be, it could be quite easy for two guys like yourselves to leave races in training if that kind of chemistry is not right. You see guys who are training partners, but they're too competitive. Mm. How does? But that's not right. happened. I mean, I've seen it firsthand. You, you, that's not happened with you guys. In fact, you've both gotten better for training with each other. How does that? How does that work? Because it's kind of rare. Yeah, yeah, no, and and don't get me wrong, we we push ourselves, like we push each other pretty hard, but I feel like each of us have our own strengths. Like he's he's really good at like the the grindy type of works, and the, you know the K reps off um, off a bit longer rest, or you know some of those real grindy sessions, whereas. I'm maybe attempted to be a bit more aerobic. Um, but we sort of, yeah, I don't know. I feel like as an older athlete myself, well, not older, but, you know, a bit more experience under the belt than Jai, I sort of know know my limits and, and what when to push. And, um, you know, he, he tends to be a little bit lower mileage and sort of tends to go a bit harder in the sessions. And I, I sort of accept that and... Um, you know, there's times where I know when to push and when he knows when to push. And, yeah, like um, I guess we sort of just respect each other's each other's strengths, I guess, and don't get too caught up in that. Yeah, I mean, you guys have different – you're obviously different athletes, but when I talked to Jai, he kind of considered himself more of a speed-based um, runner and – I think it's easy to forget that you've run one forty seven for the eight hundred. I mean, you're both you're both quick. Um, do you, yeah. are you are you are you is it is it the fifteen hundred from now on, or do you see yourself wanting to lower that um, that eight hundred as well? Um, yeah, I'd love to get it a bit quicker over eight. I think it's it's pretty important. But I, I do think um, the 1500 game these days is is particularly um, a strength-based game. You know, 800, gone are the days where, you know, you see the 815 guys and it's, you know, the top guys in the world are, um, you know, 15, 5K guys it seems. I mean, don't get me wrong, you, you still have to have the ability to run, you know, 145, 146, that sort of thing. Um, and I think... Yeah, our training is pretty geared up towards running a quick 800 as well, um, but also keeping the aerobic side pretty strong. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's hard though. Like when you're trying to qualify for, for some of these teams, you sort of you, you don't really get the opportunity to run any other distances. 
Hmm. And so, yeah, I think um, hopefully we can squeeze in both Jay and I a quick eight somewhere on the on the scene somewhere over in Europe maybe where you sort of jump in one of these um, races, get on the back and hopefully tow you through. Um, but, um, yeah, I'll also try to – I think my first race of this domestic season will hopefully be Sydney 3K champs. So try to get that that longer stuff down a little bit where I know I can sort of dip into the 740s at least and then, yeah, get that five down hopefully one day as well. You talk about um, making teams. I mean, I, I know it'll happen because, like we said, you've your finishes at nationals absolute barnstormers, um, and <laughs> you've always raced well when it counts. And I'm wondering if, obviously, you went um, to Indiana, and it's a bit of a common theme that guys. You know, you see guys who do a lot of racing in the States are very good racers, um, especially tactically yeah. um, in finals and stuff. Did you – do you think there's been some kind of crossover there? Did the did, – did going to college help you be, become a better racer? Yeah, 100%. 100%. You know, in college, as you'd know, they sort of throw you into races all year round. Um, you know, you do cross, indoor and you're outdoor and you're always sort of – I was one of these guys. As a miler, you sort of – you have to race um, everything, you know, cross through to the 4 by 800 at, at the pen relays, DMRs, indoors, um, heats and finals. So, you know, there was times where I was racing four times in a weekend. Uh, you know, you, know you, you, you get your fair share of injuries that way. But, no, it teaches you because often these races are quite tactical. Like you don't have the races like in Australia where often they'll just go hard from the gun or in Europe um, where you're chasing that time. Whereas in college, they're messy, as you know, indoors. So you, you learn pretty quick. You know, you gotta you got you to gotta learn your tactics and find your position and, and it becomes like a, a skill and an innate skill. You know, some people have that natural racing brain, but, you know, you look at guys like Centro who arguably is one of the best tacticians in the world and, you know, he won that Rio final because he was probably the best tactician. And he, yeah, he, he grew up through the college system. Um and I, yeah, I think it's a huge advantage. I mean, <laughs> these days it seems like the races aren't going slow very often, but you know, um, you still still got to have that tactical brain, especially if the heats are just jogging for the first couple of laps. This is going and back in time a little bit before we then jump forward this upcoming season. But how did um, how did Indiana come about for you? Were there um, other offers? Is there anything that swayed the decision? Um, I know it's been a, obviously been a while, but how did that come about? Yeah, yeah. So um, at the time, I was you know nineteen. I'd started uni in in Queensland actually, and um, I was gearing up to try qualify for for World Juniors um, in the eight hundred. I was the eight hundred guy back then, and and I actually I won the trials at nationals and. I ran, I think I ran 150.8 or something. And unfortunately, 
that was under the IAAF standard, and um, but the AA standard was was um, a bit tougher than that. They'd lowered it to one fifty point four, I think, and so they basically said, "Oh yeah, you, you know, we'd love to take you, but we can't because you don't have the time." And so I was like, um, pretty despondent after that, and was like, "Oh, I want to want to go to college." Um, and so I, I sort of had a few offers and none, none of the real good schools and then I sort of emailed around and a few were fairly interested um, and I wanted to go to a good academic school and Indiana had a really good reputation of a good exercise science program and at the time they had the national champ over 1500, Andy Bayer. Um, so that was pretty appealing and I liked some of his coaching, other coaches' philosophies and what they kind of did. Um, and, yeah, they were interested. And, um, yeah, so I sort of, sort of went there on a bit of a whim. Like I didn't do any visits or anything. Um, I had a few other offers like Oklahoma State and um, I think Villanova were also interested. Um, but, yes, Indiana seems to be a good fit. And, yeah, I didn't regret that really. Like I had some – some really good years there. Um, unfortunately, I, I had the Haglund surgery towards the end and sort of had a few rough years, but got that fixed and um, seemed to come out the other end okay. Um, so, yeah. Because yeah, you've run, obviously over there you run, you run cross. I know you went to um, Insta Blazing Cross. You were top 10 um, on the track in the 15, run a lot of indoor stuff. Moving kind of forward now, I mean, you ran 29 teens, was it a couple seasons ago for 10K? You're talking, you're doing a 3K. Is your, um, are you still going to keep focusing on some of the, some of the longer stuff in the next season? Yeah, I'd like to. Um, it's unfortunate this year that. I did have that niggle and the surgery. I would have liked it. I always liked doing the road races and some of the cross-country stuff because I feel like it, you know, it really helps to track stuff. Um, but, yeah, I'd, I'd love to, like I said, get the, the 5K down because um, I know I'm capable of running, yeah, something a lot quicker than my PB suggests. Um, but, yeah, who knows? Like I think over the following couple of years I'd like to stick at the 15, but – but yeah, I think as a fit, as a miler, you sort of can, you know, run those longer distances in the off season and jump into a few five k's on the track and eight hundreds. And I think you know Telford's um, training sets us up really well for for that. You know, he, he gets you fit and you run pretty much well over any distance from eight hundred through to through the marathon even. So yeah, yeah, we'll see what the cards hold. Yeah, especially when you're doing seven by a K on a four minute cycle around a cross country course, you'd be ready for you'd be ready for anything. Yeah, and the, the thirty minute hill sessions where you have to you don't know what's coming next. <laughs> it just throws random stuff at you. <laughs> Are you guys working backwards yeah, from so, I mean, because yeah. obviously obviously there's Birmingham Com games and the world champs coming up. Are you guys working backwards from those events? Because he's what he's probably going to be six spots potentially up for grabs. Yeah, yeah, that's well. We're sort of yeah working back from the cutoff date, which I 
think is towards the end of June um, 26, I think. So, yeah, now we've, we've sort of planned, I think we're, we're probably going to go over to the US after national, but also target some, some good domestic races as well. But, yeah, for me, it'll be about trying to trying to get that time, sub 335, you know, you, these days it doesn't, unless you, well, even if you win nationals, you still have to have the time. So it's all about trying to get that PB down and, you know, once you've run 330, you're pretty much in that mix. You know, anything can happen. So, yeah, it's all about trying to get in those fast races, get used to going out in 153, 252 type thing. Um, so, so that's sort of what it's all about. You know, obviously race well at nationals. Um, but, yeah, these days just trying to run run quick. Um, you mentioned obviously kind of the training you do with Dick and I talked about this with Jai. You know, you see you can basically run well over any distance when you're um when you're fit with him how did how did you come about choosing Talva? because once again you're in a kind of a different boat here than joy you've come back from the states been away for a while mm. um how did that how did how did you um decide on wanting to work with dick yeah that was also a little bit of a whim as well um i sort of I was looking to come back from the US and I wanted to study physio. Um, I wanted to do my master's in physio and I sort of obviously wanted to keep running. And so I was sort of looking at groups back in Australia and, and was sort of doing a bit of bit of homework there, watching along at some of these guys training or following some Strava stuff and whatnot. And I think Jordan Gusman was stalking. Um, was the big yeah, yeah, I'm doing a bit of stalking. <laughs> and uh, he he was running well at the time and I sort of was, yeah, stalking his profiles and I was like, I like I like the look of some of his sessions, you know, doing some, some real strong stuff um, with the aerobic side but also some really good yeah, quality stuff, which that's what I sort of thrive off is the quality and also, yeah, some of that strength stuff as well. Um, but, yeah, I sort of was like, well, I've never actually been to Canberra either. I was like, oh, I'll do. I'll look on Google Maps on the satellite and see see what Canberra looks like. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it looks pretty cool. I, I didn't really – I didn't like the appeal of going to Melbourne or Sydney, um, running in the city, that sort of thing, um, even though, you know, good runners came out of there as well. And I was like, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll just, you know, message Jordan and see – see what the group's like and he was very welcoming at the time and so I kind of bit the bullet applied for masters at um, UC University of Canberra and um, ended up getting in there and so I was like all right cool let's, let's head over and see what it's like so yeah the rest is kind of history I love that you've been on Google Maps to check out Canberra <laughs> <laughs> Probably not a whole lot to see. Like, yeah, some bush and yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like some good trails there. Um, yeah, I mean, George I was thinking before had some, some kicks up. Or yeah. Um, I was just thinking before about your like racing and thriving off certain types of training, and 
I don't know, like you know how, how you how you feel about this, but it seems like some of the injuries you've had have like prolonged your season and have meant you get to the business end, you know, on the on the upswing <laughs> when a lot of people were are on the downswing. Um, how, how first of all was that? I mean, I don't know how true that is, but how do you plan on balancing? you know, staying healthy and racing well when it counts without being, you know, over, overdone. <laughs> yeah, that's always, a, that's always a tricky question, you know, like especially because like take for instance last season, like I, I literally couldn't, couldn't really run more than 20, 30K from September through to end of January. So I, so I was obviously cross-training a lot. Um and I seem to respond pretty well. Same with Jai, to cross training, and um, yeah, I guess I guess it's it's one of those things where you sort of like when you're in that that rush position, you sort of you do everything right, and you sort of are, are kind of hungry for it, um, and you sort of I don't know, you seem to sort of pull something Just out into making um, good decisions when you're back. Yeah, when you're backed against the wall, you're kind of like, fuck, I better, um, better do everything right here, train hard. Um, but I don't know. Like, I guess as an old, I'm not an older athlete, yeah, I keep saying that, but with a bit more experience, you sort of, you have that training in your legs and you'd know, like, you know, as as you get more experience, you don't need as much to get into to high level shape. And I've already noticed, like, you know, I've only just started to get back into full training and you know, three weeks up the hill, I already feel like I'm getting close to PB shape again. So it's kind of it. The cross training does work. Like uh, there's no doubt that I don't I don't just sit on my ass when I'm injured as well. Um, and Dick makes us work pretty hard in in that aspect. But yeah, the, I think there is something to having a bit of time off throughout the year. Um, you know, who knows whether I'd be better if I. I had a complete season, but no, it seems to be working okay at the moment. Obviously, I'd like to not be injured, but um, yeah. Does Dick tell you what to do cross-training wise or do you just go hard no matter what? Or is um, there a program? It's sort of a day-by-day type thing. Um, we try to get in at least two hours a day of some sort of cross-training um we, we do a, the last few months we've been doing a fair bit of pool running pool running but also swimming and just just random stuff in the pool actually and just like i think one <laughs> one thing you got us to do is like swim as hard Aerobics. as you can with with you with holding your breath underwater <laughs> basically like almost drowning <laughs> and so yeah it's just like that busting stuff and you just come out of it feeling like absolutely cooked, but you know it's working. <laughs> um, Sounds like so SAS training. not really a method. Just <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when you went up, when you went up um, the mountain a few weeks ago, were you coming off no training or just limited training? 
Yeah, compromised, limited. I I'd probably done a couple of weeks of um of sessions, not not quite full sessions, but yeah, sort of. I'd say I don't know, maybe fifty, sixty percent of um actual running with with a few sessions, and then the rest cross training. And and still, the last three weeks we've only been doing singles and the rest on the bike or just going for for hikes or walks around Perisher and in the gym. So. Um, and so, and you're heading back tomorrow. How long? I know you said it before. Um, how, how long until your first race? Uh, probably about six weeks. So I think, yeah, the three k champs in Sydney. Hopefully, will be the first one. We might do a small, you know, meet in Sydney or Canberra, something like that. Just a little tune up because I haven't raced in all since July, I think, last year. So any more trips planned back up? between like in that six-week period yeah yeah so i think uh we'll do it we'll do a couple of weeks down in canberra and then we'll plan on heading back up for a few weeks end of feb as well dick likes to um get little dose dosages of altitude throughout the season actually yeah we we actually experimented with that um last year probably you know with Parisha and Font Rameau, Jai and I probably spent, I want to say, three, three to four months of six months up at altitude, which is, I think that was part of why we had such good success. Um, and, you know, so Dick wants to continue that theme. Um, so coming down now, the training already- will be obviously your. Oh, sorry. No, you're right. Go ahead. Yeah, so you you you've done singles, um, three four weeks, get that f- like kind of base fitness up to a point where so you're going to go back to Canberra. Will there be a slight change in stimulus speed, or will the training like shift at all? Um, yeah, I think naturally, like as you know, like you obviously can't train as as hard or intense up at altitude. Um, so I think naturally that'll <clears throat> the intensity will come down, come up a little bit. Um, but I don't think we'll really. He might. He does like to throw in um, some uh, a touch of that anaerobic stuff or stuff where you're getting a lot of oxygen through the system. Um, there's you know there's some theory about um, getting extra benefits that way. I, I can't tell you the science behind it, but um. Yeah, I think generally, you know, this time of year, you want to want to keep that that base sort of highly aerobic stuff going as long as you can. I think um, I tend to tend to think that um, I think one of the things we learned from last year is, you know, the anaerobic side sort of comes on. You, you reach that peak pretty quickly. Um, you know, you obviously got to you got to be race specific stuff touching on throughout the season of course and the races help with that but i think um the anaerobic side sort of comes on relatively quickly and it and it does sort of tend to fry the system a little bit if you do too much of it um so i think that's one of the things we're gonna try to limit a little more um hold off on it a little more until later in the season um so yeah, we'll see how that goes, and hopefully that you're a bit more helps. capped with it. You're a bit more, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, 
Yeah, and I feel like, as you know, you know that the aerobic, the stronger you are aerobically, only helps the anaerobic side anyway. And so, you gotta obviously be so strong. You know, you gotta be thirteen low minute five k guy. And I feel like that sustains the season as well. You know, um, we know we can both run pretty quick 23, 24 second, 200s pretty much any time of this, the year. So, and, and we don't neglect that part, of course, but it's sort of like training both ends of the spectrum and staying away from the middle part a fair bit um, because that's the sort of area that can cook you a little bit. Um, and yeah, it does bring bring your fitness up a lot, but but it also you got to be careful with it. Absolutely. Well, mate, I'm gonna um, thank you again for coming on. I know it's kind of a bit late there, and we'll have to do a a catch up in a, a few months and and see how everything's progressing. Definitely appreciate it, man. Awesome. Best luck for the season, mate. Cheers, mate. <laughs>